All right, we're, we're live. Oh, hey, look at that. Yes, that's a perfect thing to go live to. Uh, hi, every... Hi. Hi, Dennis. Hey, what's up? I, um, I guess we're doing one of these. Let's see. Um, hey, I really love these um, blue diamond bold spicy um, wasabi and soy sauce. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Them's is good. They are really good. They make an excellent chaser. Let me get some of these bones. I don't even, I like the taste. I do too. I think I may join you in one of those yeah. chicken bones there. Okay. I'm Alright. So, we had a little bit of a <coughs> conversation. A rough outline, wouldn't you say, Dennis? Yeah. It was like a pre-interview. About the topic of the night. Which Andrew here came up with. And I love it. <laughs> Very long pregnant pause. Does anyone call you Andrew? You can come wherever you want. Um, Whatever you want. When I asked Dennis this question, what was the first, as a child, what was the first rule or really forbidden thing that you did that you knew was wrong or that you'd get in trouble for? Not malicious, not like, you know, hurting something. Sure. But like you're... You, you, you were at an age where you knew if, like, you did what you were about to do, you could get in really bad trouble. And also, do you mean in a way that kind of, like, it, like, boosted your serotonin even? Like, you're like, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, hell yeah. Like, and that rush. I'm, 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 I'm yes. willingly breaking this rule. Yes. And I like it. Yes. That, <laughs> and that's, that's a great thing. And I didn't even think about that part of right. how much that rush yeah. of, like, just, I'm breaking this rule. Yeah. And, Damn the consequences. Yeah. Well, then I have, I mean, I have several, so I don't know if I go to my first, but I can rattle off a bunch. Um, who's, who's, who wants to go first? I don't care. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and let me start with my tamer one, I guess. Um, yeah, you might want to get closer. So the yeah, let me get closer. Hear every nuance of your voice. In... I grew up in the mid-1980s, <laughs> and um, that was about right around when, I don't know if we talked about this before, but the whole PMRC and all that shit. Ooh, I like, think we have touched on that. Yeah, the um, forbidden lyrics and all that. It's like, you know, that was coming to fruition. It's like, well, that's, now I'm even more intrigued now that I'm breaking a rule. <laughs> and so my cousin from New Orleans, like, he was, like, the bad kid. He's been smoking cigarettes since he was, like, nine. He got me to start smoking cigarettes as a teenager. I don't know. I don't have brothers, so he was, like, my big brother. And him and his friends, he's, like, three years older than me, got into this rap group called Two Live Crew. <laughs> One of the dirtier ones at the time. And, yes. But, with, with, but for no reason, like... Because they actually, uh, side note, whatever, their yeah. whole, uh, they went to trial for all their shit, and people were like, how do we, that's, a, that's irrelevant. It the really, point is, it really scared the shit out of people like our parents. Yeah. It was like, like these guys are talking oh about sex. Goodness. You should not listen to these young men. Yeah. And you know, everyone our age knows this, and can relate, but uh, this is for people that weren't there, so. <laughs> anyway, it was very exciting times. It really was. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, 
So he gave me a tape. I can't remember what album it was of theirs, a cassette tape. And I came back from, we'd go to Mardi Gras every year in New Orleans. I brought it home and I hid it under my bed, under my mattress. Uh, and when, when my age friends, I think I was like eight or nine at the time, would come over, I'd be like, dude, dude. They're like, what? I'm like, just dude, just dude. No, like, what is it? I'm like, dude, we're going to go in the woods in the backyard. We're going to go to the creek. All right. I'm going to show you something cool, which that sounds pervy now that I think about it. But it wasn't like that. <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, you were nine. Yeah. 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 They didn't know. And uh, so I'd bring the tape out there, but I'd play it and, you know, pussy this, blowjob that, my dick, cum, semen. All the things. I learned all, everything I know about sex from Two Life Crew (laughs) and Real Sex HBO. Um, But that was so fun. Wait, what? (laughs) Do you remember Electric Blue? No, what's that? It was on the Playboy channel in like the 80s. Oh, but you had to have a subscription, right? Not if you knew the card hack. Oh, I didn't know that. I did watch it. Like, you could actually watch it. You could hear the audio. Yeah. And you could see the figures, sort of, Kinda. but it was scrambled. Yeah. But I remember I'd watch it for hours. <laughs> it, and it was just like a, a millisecond of yeah. the left nipple. Like, and you're like, oh, God, that's all I need. I know. But I'm here, you know, you can hear women moaning and shit. Yeah. It's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, why don't you scramble the sound, too? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, we may have talked about this in the past, but, yeah, you could... Um, you could take a little five by nine or three by yeah. five card and fold it in a certain way and like stick it up in there and get the wires to connect and it would play. I learned all that shit later. Yeah. All that hacking stuff, but I was a little too young then. But I mean, th- this was literally like analog. You were bending wires to like short. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was like yeah. circuit bending inside the box, basically. Yeah. I used to know, I would steal cable for years. It was like, oh, they put a, they put a lock on it. I'll take the lock off. Like, it's, it was really easy. <laughs> it was like... Oh, it was just, just an extra thing. Yeah. yeah. You just take yeah. the little blocker off, and you put, plug the other part back in. It's like, it's not rocket science. Yeah, analog was a joke. Yeah. Um, but good for people like us. I guess, yeah. But anyway, that was just the most fun, like, going to the woods and... The, and to boot, to I boot? lived in this neighborhood where... The, the 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 second half of the neighborhood was never fully developed, so they didn't. There was there was no houses in the back, so people would just throw trash. People would literally drive their trash to the back of my neighborhood, and just throw it in the woods. Fuck yeah! But that was cool for me because a lot of it was porn magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to listening to Two Life Crew, I also had the visuals. Mm-hmm. I'm reading these Playboys and penthouses and shit that someone just threw in the woods. It was, it was just great. It was a different it was time. It was a very different time. That was gold. Yeah. You found that that was just absolutely... I know. Just, it's like, dude, if you're going to throw away something, make it cool. Like, now people are throwing away their McDonald's wrappers. I'm like, fuck you. That's worthless to anyone. <laughs> What's it? Yeah. Yeah, it's all ours. How about you? <laughs> How about you? So, um, what would you do? Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. I was like having a moment of just sort of trying to remember like that moment as a kid and I, I I definitely boiled down one moment and it was one of that one of the first houses I lived in I was probably two years old and lived there until I was maybe six until my little sister was born yeah and um we were like literally our house was 50 yards away from a train track like a Yikes. big 
going fast, loud ass train, and I'm terrified that thing as a little kid. Right, like, so little baby, you know. And I remember I was talking to my mom about this today, and and she confirmed this that, that like I was afraid to get off the porch, hmm. right? And but we, had, it, we had like a screened in porch and overlooked the backyard, and when the train would come, I would use I would I would run and hide usually. Well, they're loud for one. Kids yeah. don't like loud noises. It shook well, the house. Unless they're dude. fireworks. But was it also because did your mom scare you, condition you to do that, or was it just scary naturally? I mean, it or was both? just this loud, big, terrifying, fast thing. True. Like and I was, <laughs> I was like two. Right. You know, it's like my. It was probably the first biggest, scariest thing I ever saw. Right. That I knew deep down inside would just absolutely obliterate you. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wasn't even walking at that point. I'd go stand on the, on the and stare <laughs> oh, okay. out the screen porch, and finally I worked with the courage to like watch it, look at it, see what it was. Right. And I was like, oh, it's a machine. Yeah. Which ironically is like a little kid's dream to see trains. Yeah. It's, but yeah, not that close. Not that close. <laughs> and, and, and I finally like overcame the fear of it, you know, step by step. I got off the screened in porch, made it to the backyard, and would stand closer and closer as they went by. And, yeah. You know, got over it, and then I could predict when they were coming as well. You know, was, yeah, I was a little kid; I was terrified of them. I knew when they were coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, that's the five fifteen from Durable. <laughs> exactly. My mom would be like, "Why are you running through the yard? Train's coming!" <laughs> <laughs> it's almost it's six o'clock, Mama. Yeah. I'd run like hell, go hide <laughs> in the front room. But did the first at one of the first times that I do remember definitely the train track was one hundred percent off limits. Like it would murder you, and my right. my mother was very but, overprotective. But there wasn't, there was no fencing, nothing. Oh, there was a fence, but there was a gate, okay. and I knew how to work it. It wasn't locked. <laughs> All right, you know, and like you know, that's where you threw your trash, and so there was like a kind of a communal <laughs> path back there, right? Because it was a drop off, right, where the train track kind of cut in between. Right, uh, it was kind of in a hill. Anyway, um, there was like a little fire smoldering there. Yeah, and I don't know, I was maybe like five five or six yeah and I climbed down into the track which at alone was like way out of line way off limits and mm-hmm. I, I listened and I knew a train wasn't coming and then I started throwing rocks at the fire yeah. it was just like smoldering embers right everyone loves doing that I loved it and it's like sparkles right. and then it started burning bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger Christ and bigger <laughs> and um, you know like whatever five or six maybe seven I don't know I don't think my sister was born yet yeah maybe she was a wee baby but I remember running up to my neighbors mm-hmm. which was the next door neighbor literally and they were a retired couple and he was always in the yard yeah and I was like hey there's a fire and he ran back there with the hose put it out and I was like the little neighborhood <laughs> hero right <laughs> yeah did they give you the fire department call I like, wish give him a little hat no but like <laughs> I got tons of pats on the back yeah. for, you know, good on you for paying attention and telling an adult. It's like, but I, I started. <laughs> and I was not supposed to be at the train track. Yeah. But I remember that being a dilemma of, like, I panicked. And I was like, right. do I confess? I'm going to bust myself if I run up and tell everybody there's a fire? And no one really ever asked, like, what were you doing on the train tracks? No. Right? So it was kind of a cover. Right. But yeah, that was, yeah. I, I was faced with that decision of like, 
I'm going to be in real trouble for being on the train tracks. But if my house burns down, that's going to suck more, right? I think at that point, you know, people are just like, we're just glad he's safe. Right. And maybe they didn't even think you had the capacity of doing what happened. And maybe not. Not in capacity, but just like... He was just doing the right thing. He just yeah. saw smoke and went told, it's like, right. well, I saw yeah. smoke and then blew on it. Yeah. I fucked with it for a long time. And when I realized, maybe this is out of control. <laughs> went, oh, fuck. <laughs> I gotta run. Yeah. That's oh, that, uh, shooting a bird. Oh, okay. I remember that being like, like figuring out how to do it with my little, like, whatever, probably eight or nine year old fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like like actually doing it, being like, "Whoa, that same kind of like I'm doing something bad, dude." Yeah, I remember that one. Um, saying swear words. I remember. <laughs> I remember I got in trouble in first grade because someone graffitied the word "fuck" on the playground equipment at my school, and I was with like some kids from my class and we were in recess. And I'm like, "Oh my god, you know what that says?" They're like, "What?" I'm like, "It says fuck." <laughs> And the kid's like, I'm telling. I'm like, I'm Why? just reading it, asshole. <laughs> I didn't say it. I'm, I'm just saying what it says. I was just reading. But the best part was, I got to repeat it to my teacher. Nice. Because she's like, Dennis, come here. You know, Billy or whatever his name was, like, says, you said a bad word. What'd you say? I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, I remember this. She grabbed me on the shoulder. She's like, do you know what that means? I'm like... No, I really didn't. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, at least I got to say it though. That was fun. That, that made was... it worthwhile. <laughs> I got to say it to my teacher's face. Fuck! <laughs> I said fuck. I was reciting it though. It was quoting. Look, it was I a quotation. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> Holy fuck! Oh, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, and going back to pyro shit though, Christ on a crutch, I could, I could go into some pyro stuff. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I like to set shit on fire when I was little too. Yeah, but I that taught me pretty. And my uncle, my my mom's brother, burnt down their garage, or somebody. I I think it was him. I don't know. Every, yeah, everyone like, knew had a friend that yeah, he was, was some with, kid in the neighborhood. Yeah, he was messing with gasoline. He tried to put it out with his tomato sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> True story. God, that sounds like like something you ask a mental patient. <laughs> How do you put out a gasoline fire? Uh, tomato sandwich. <laughs> it was all I had. <laughs> he was like five. He was little. Like little playing with matches out in the garage. Caught a rag on fire. Yeah. Threw his tomato sandwich at it and ran. <laughs> Didn't tell nobody. <laughs> that may be why I told. You know, it's like I, that was burned in my mind. If the shit burned down, yeah, he went and hid. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't me. Why do you yeah. smell like gas? It wasn't me. I just smell like gas and tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your sandwich? <laughs> I'm hungry. What? what? <laughs> I gave you a tomato sandwich. <laughs> Jesus. What'd you do with it? Uh, I thought it was a fire extinguisher. <laughs> it was red. It was red. <laughs> I can't, I'm not, I have a couple stories, but I, I can't think of why they're funny, though. <laughs> I definitely. Oh, I, okay. I remember they, why I did it. You remember the. Well, okay. just a, a oh, quick aside. Do they have to be funny? I guess they don't have to be funny, but they, I feel like this. I don't know. Serves I mean, some kind of purpose. It could be heartwarming. 
Well, it's definitely not that. It can be depressing. <laughs> There's a wide range of emotions to, to uh, play within. Uh, I don't know, you know, a kid, uh, a kid with matches is just dangerous. But is it like every kid plays with matches, and that's a, that was another thing, dear. Well, yeah, that's why it's dangerous. <laughs> but it brought us it, <clears throat> when we were running through this earlier on the porch. It it made me realize that like overbearing parents are just creating really good liars. Yeah, that's true. Right. It's like, like oh, now you can weave these intricate little tales. Yeah. Be, just to avoid getting in trouble, as opposed to accountability. Right. And it's like, you know, it's either like you play by the rules or you don't play by the rules. Right. But either way, the main goal is to not get busted or grounded or arrested or whatever. Obviously, that's the main goal for every troubled person on the planet. But like my sister. Except for idiots, but whatever. My my sister, for example, she is, she enjoys playing by the rules for the most part. Sure. And she kind of do what she does. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all wrong with it. I, on the other hand, never, ever really understood compliance. No. It's not even... I never understood it until... I'm at the point now where I just despise it. So I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me? Right. You want me to follow a rule? I'll slit your throat, motherfucker. <laughs> I will kill you, you so, rule maker. It's and I'm just crazy. accepted as part of my personality at this point, as opposed to growing and learning. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> So, to me, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's just part of me. And it's not it's not to be cute or anything. It's just how I am. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I don't know. I've, I've learned with age that, that it, it kind of hinges on a lot of that. Really, your interpretation of what's important and what's not. Right. Like, if you really spend time worrying about what other people think... Right. About anything, yeah. you're wasting your time, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, granted, I do that all the time, but it's more <laughs> out of anxiety and nothing like people do right. or whatever. Maybe it is uh, something in my psyche that's been stewing for years, but whatever. But it's not conscious, is I guess what I'm saying. Conscience. Conscious. Ah, fuck Subconscious. Those stupid words. Conscientious. Um, but lately I've been thinking about, like... Uh, fuck ninjas we're talking about. <clears throat> Damn it! Oh, your brain I lost had it. I lost it. Oh, is this is this one of those moments of? What were we talking about? Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna let that happen. And if I do it, I'll try and fart or something uh-huh. goofy like that. Let's no, have a, I think it's gone. Man. We should just have a mandatory moment of awkward silence. Oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, oh, it's gone, man. Yeah. Uh, rule breaking. Rule breaking, yeah. Um, complying and not Oh, complying. that was it. I got it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I keep thinking about, you know, the natural thing, okay, like when you hit your head, mm-hmm. it's always anger, right? When you hit your head, you're angry, you want to punch something, you want to punch something inanimate. Uh, and I, mean, I feel like that's the knee jerk I get. From authority. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I'm just, hey, dude, I'm just trying to live my life. Like, yeah. hey, uh, make your bed. 
what the fuck did you just say to me? Like, wow. I'm watching TV over here. <laughs> this is not directed towards anyone that I live with, by the way. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> but, you know, just uh, the knee jerk, it's like, of course I'm going to comply, but the knee jerk reaction is to like, fuck you. I know. Well, don't tell me what to do. Ask me. Yeah. Don't you dare to. And, and But here's something that I've... This is why I don't have a job. I mean, maybe. <laughs> and this may just be my conclusion, and, you know, I've read a lot of weird science fiction, but... Oh, I forgot. Weird science? Weird. Fiction? I just gone. <laughs> you lost it? I'm totally gone. <laughs> um, making the bed, authority. Oh, making the bed. Oh, uh, shit. Person you live with. Oh, uh, oh God! <laughs> Come on, we can reel this in. Um, authority, tell them what to do. <laughs> Don't you tell me what to do. In your head, I don't know. Well, I can't help you anymore. That's all I remember. That's all I remember either. <laughs> all right, moving on. Well. All right, I was going to go back to uh, my, my old pyro story of um, the uh, those little snakes, the snakes that expand yeah. when you burn them. Yeah, yeah. I think that was actually the first time my parents willingly gave me a, you know, matches or a lighter. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, these the snakes are harmless. They're not firecrackers or fireworks. Like, you can't blow here's some off. fire, and they'll just expand. It's totally safe. And... Uh, the next day, they realized they were dead wrong uh, because, <laughs> because I burned down the tree in our yard. <laughs> I'll never forget, but oh my god, my dad running out with <laughs> grabbing the, the hose. Like, what the hell? Get away from there! What did you do? Like, you gave me matches. I like tried to blame it on them. Like, <laughs> duh, it's your fault. I don't think we. Which, like, I was like, we had this, like, there was woods, like, 20 feet away from our driveway. So I started in the driveway yeah. with these things. I'm like, oh, oh, that's fun. Oh, that burned. Like, I'm like, a couple feet closer to the woods, <laughs> playing with the lighter. I'm like, hey, what happens when you light pine needles on fire? Shink! <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was, yeah, the first time I was gave, I had permission to play with fire. Yeah. And immediately revoked. No. Immediately revoked. Yeah, no. I never got that. I don't even think I got in trouble. Because my parents are very lenient about stuff, but it was like... I felt horrible, though. I did feel bad, but it was fun as fuck. Dude, my dad made the mistake once of putting the charcoal lighter fluid down where I could reach it. <laughs> yeah. And I nearly, I burnt my eyebrows off. <laughs> <laughs> what was the... Was it a lighter or matches? Oh, it was or? the grill. Oh, the grill. Oh, you threw it in the grill. I just sit back and went squirt. Out of your, where your penis is? No, like I was, was like chest height. Oh, you know, I was little. Oh, that's true, your kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it went thump. Yeah. I Off. mean, adults even do that shit. Off. Like, I saw you do it, Dad. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was like one of those kids, that, especially with like sugar. Well, if some is good, then more right. is better. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Me and my friend used to like, I, I don't know if that was a common thing, like, 
if you have too much sugar, you're having a hyperspaz. <laughs> you hyperspaz. We would intentionally do it. Like, yeah. it was a drug. Like, dude, we should, like, you know, put as much sugar as we can in the Coke and chocolate syrup or whatever. And then, I don't even know if it was really happening or not, but we would just ha- run amok on the house. Like, the, like literally, like the Beavis and Butthead. Yes, exactly. Episode. Exactly yes. like yeah. that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if this is really happening, but I'm going to pretend it's Fucking happening because I'm a kid and I have an imagination and, and I'm having a blast. And even if this isn't real, it gives me an excuse for the behavior that I'm doing. Right. It was the sugar, Ma. I swear to God, I drank a Coke. <laughs> well, I was, you know, an ADD kid, so that means you can't um, pay attention. Yeah. Uh, a lot good. So... You know, the doctors back then would be like, oh, if he's acting out and running around and being crazy, just give him a Coca-Cola. That'll calm him right down. Wow. You mean if you had 80, if you were quote-unquote diagnosed yes. with ADD, they thought a Coca-Cola would calm you down? Yeah. Well, the caffeine. Did it work? No. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it kind of would, it would level, it because could level you off, like, especially somebody who's hyperactive with ADD. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you've, I have... Well, I don't want to get into this, but uh, <laughs> well, I'll just say I have the opposite reaction to certain drugs. Yes. Uppers make me sleepy. Yes. Downers make me hyper. Yes. Well, I'll just say that. Kind of the same-ish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I got, I got, had mouth surgery when I was little. Mm-hmm. I was like 10, 9 or 10. And they gave me the arm drip. Yeah. Dope. Which is just sugar water, isn't it? Oh, no, like, that was probably Dilaudid. Oh, Christ on a crutch. Yeah. How old? I was little. They gave you Dilaudid? I mean, something to knock me the fuck out of the dentist's office. Dude, I was high as shit. Dilaudid? I, dude, I don't know what they used in 1974 for well, like, that's, that's, dental surgery. I mean, that's what they were using in, you know, the Club 72, when it was called. <laughs> <laughs> that was a street drug at the time. But, I, I mean, think, it's also, also a yeah. strong anesthetic. It is. I mean, that's like the fentanyl patch of today. Right. And, and again, <laughs> I don't know that that's what it was. It was some, oh. It was something that, you it know, instead of like full-on anesthesia, this is what they would give the kids when they were going in and cutting teeth out. But kid, I guess the kids is what shot Oh, yeah, dude. Like, that's really... I had sure, some, adults, of course. Yeah. Knock them up. No, but, okay, and I remember this. Like, the, the lady stuck me, and she's dripping the shit in, and, you know, she's like, all right, count to ten backwards, and I was like, what? <laughs> ten, ninety-seven, and then 25 minutes later, they bring my mom in, and they're like, we've given him enough for five adult men. What, you heard that, or yeah, your mom yeah, told you that later? Yeah, yeah I, I want to say, I definitely remember being awake when my mom was back in there, and I was, like, just in and out, right? And that was when it was over. No, that was before. Dirt. Oh fuck! That, I could they man. they I couldn't get under enough, right? Oh Christ! And they were afraid. And I remember like my mouth being pried open and like opening my eyes and seeing like couldn't feel anything. Huh? And then it sounds like they. I don't know what it was. That doesn't sound like an anesthetic. That I sounds know, like an opiate. Whatever the hell it was, up to give it a was child. fucked up. But <laughs> I remember like after it was over, I remember like thinking like the thing in my mouth sucked and I just couldn't wait to get this big block out right and they yeah. just pry your fucking jaw open and once that happened I like I was like okay cool I could wake up and right. open my eyes and was like alright I'm good looking around the room and like the needle and in my arm 
my, the needle in my arm was like hurting me. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd move my arm and it was like, oh, that hurts. I'm just going to take that out. And I fucking really? took it out. <laughs> and the nurse comes in and like, just like, what the fuck is like, yeah. I don't need a constant drip of Demerol. But I think freak. that was, that was probably no what, that was probably the antidote. At that oh, point, well, whatever oh, was sure. dripping in me at that oh, point sure. was probably what, because she stuck me again. She was like, no, you, you cannot just take this out of your arm. <laughs> you were six or like, I was I don't know. Doctors were cool back then. No, really. dude. I did not <laughs> have good doctors. Well, yeah. I guess it depends on yeah. how you feel about I doctors. Had, I had bad doctors. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh. I broke my arm when I was like. So when you were a kid, you. Your view of doctors is pretty scary. And here's why. Yeah. Okay, so when I was real little, I almost died from fever. I had like 104 temperature with like my tonsils at like 18. pneumonia or something? I was like tonsillitis at 18 Christ. months old. All right. And they did surgery and took them out. But I guess apparently before I could go to the hospital, I had like 104 or some crazy insane fever. It's pretty gnarly. And the doctor's like, what you do is, is you fill the bathtub full of ice water <laughs> and you throw his ass in there. Yeah. He won't <laughs> die of shock. It's I mean, fine. I didn't die. I, I hate the cold. 18 months? I was like, yeah, 18, so you don't remember months. this. You just I don't know no. about it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Let's edit that part out. I sounded stupid for a second. <laughs> we don't edit anything, Dennis. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, I say stupid stuff all the time, but that was like... It's okay. It's, All right. It's, it's yeah, really I thought you said uh, eighteen years. No. So, no. eighteen messes. Even I, at eighteen years. Don't tell them I'm winking right now. <laughs> don't tell them I'm winking. They can't see me, but I'm winking. Yeah, I think it's almost pause. I time, shouldn't say it? that out loud. Oh, look at there. We're one minute away. Actually, fifteen seconds away from the look magic round three number. Smoke break. I think so. All right, and and like, well, I guess we're gonna come back. Hopefully, I won't delete the first half of this. Like I did with Josh. <laughs> and Josh, we're going to redo that shit because we talked about good stuff. Um, well, where's Josh live again? He lives in New Mexico. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, why don't we get him down here? Nope. <laughs> He's a little too far. Right. But we got the digital. We can do it. Yeah. I, think wow, I had He's... no idea he was in New Mexico. I thought yeah. he was like, you know. And dude, it's crazy. We have like conversations like that on the reg and have for years. I don't. That are just... <laughs> I walk away almost every time with a new understanding. Yeah, he was a he was a pretty bright person. Yes, <laughs> that didn't sound right, but no, I was like making it. Sound, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no, he was for someone I've never met. And nope, no, no. I yeah. No, I thought that y'all interacted really. I no, thought it was, was. I thought it was pretty seamless. He the shit out of me. He was very intelligent. Yeah, he is. He's a smart guy. Yeah, but he's also, you know, he's one of those but smart no. guys that's smart enough that understands that he can learn new shit. You know. All right. Yeah. Not like elitist intelligence. But, and he calls it, you know, the old way of thinking. Like, I like you, that. You can become an old man in your thinking or not. Right. It's up to you, really. Yeah, that's my struggle constantly. Well, not really. It's my struggle uh, up until like the last year was like, you know what? I'm done learning. Fuck you. <laughs> I think I got it. I got this. 
No, seriously, it, it just took it like, like, you know what? No, what? What? <laughs> I need to know way more shit. Yeah, and so, but you know what, dude? I've been through those moments where I'm just like, where you're so sure of what you know is right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was more like morally. I'm like, I don't. I think I got the my moral compass. Yeah, sure. Down pat. I yeah. got the. But it was no. Actually, it wasn't that at all. It was more of like. I, I just got to a point where, like, you know, I'm tired of constantly trying to better myself <laughs> because I'm lazy, A, and B, like, uh, you know, I have nothing to show for it. But so I'd rather just work hard and make money I mean, instead of bettering myself. I don't give a fuck. And until I have that opportunity, I'm going to stop bettering myself. And now I sound bitter. And, no, uh, I, well, let me ask you <laughs> just a real quick question is how do you define bettering yourself and why do you think you need to better yourself and... Oh, well, to prevent death and <laughs> death to is prevent <laughs> well, to prevent early death. <laughs> I meant like, like I was like, I don't want to be healthy. I don't give a shit about okay. exercise. I mean, or diet. Or learning. Like, all I want to do is just coast until this is over. So you just want to be, like, 72 years old right now in your front yard in Florida yelling That's at kids on skateboards. That's what I'm saying. See bitter this sounds? Yes. Well, I was like, I just want to just Like, married just to that idea of, like, you kids should talk to each other face to face. Otherwise, no. it's not real. No, that's not true either because I don't want to tell people what to do. <laughs> I want to be left alone as much as I want to leave other people alone. So basically, well, I want to glide until it's over, <laughs> and that was my motto for a while. I'm like, now I'm like, you know what? There's so much more to do in life. It is. I'm back. It's so I'm un- back. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, if, if you marry yourself to that idea, then you have a very certain future. Right. And I wasn't married to it. Again, like I said, it was just laziness. Right. It's like, you know what? And also, it was kind of a brain defect. I just had no desire to better myself. It wasn't like a rejection. But I think I had no desire to do it. I think my question is like, whose yardstick are you measuring this by? What does better how do you define better yourself? Does that mean eating healthier? Does that mean that making more money? Does that mean Well like, Alright, it was just based on my own people. Right. It was just based on my own goals. Right. Which was you know uh, being doing something productive on right. a daily basis. Yes. It doesn't have to be anything extraneous. No. Uh, extraneous. Strenuous? Extraneous? Extra? Extra? Extracurricular? Extraterrestrial? Elliot? Yes, do one thing a day and fucking finish it. I have the hardest time ever finishing shit, but I get it. But I wasn't even interested in that. It was more of a loss of interest based on a brain defect. It wasn't even like a stance. It wasn't a, I wasn't taking a stand. It was just like I don't fucking care. I don't know if that's, that's it. I I am not sh- I don't know if that's a brain defect or not. We'll get back well, to whatever. that. Well, whatever. It was like a, a look, loss of serotonin. I'll we're run, call it that. we're running over our time, dead president. We're cutting into our cigarette time. Holy shit. We're at 35 minutes and I can't stop this. Fibonacci sequence is all wrong. All right, um, we're gonna come back. I hope. I I hope I don't delete this. I smoke too. All right, I think I think we're back. (sighs) I'm pretty sure we successfully saved the first half of that recording. It's right there. (laughs) You say that now. I say it now. Anything can happen. It's true. But um, literally. Are we gonna talk about the flaming lips? Yeah. 
Well, should we dive into why we love the flaming lips? No, why this topic came up, or I, just go into it? I don't remember. Because Do you remember why? Because uh, we're talking about music. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Something like that. Actually, I think 
Man, it may have been, I don't know, it was probably 93, 94. Okay. I'm thinking, I don't remember, dude. Like, it's, but I remember sure. going. I can tell you what their set looked like. Right, right. All right, that's irrelevant. But, so. like, I remember my, my, my bro, Jay, it was like, dude, you have to go. And I was like, dude, it's $15. He's like, it'll uh, it'll be worth. Be one of those snobs. It was totally one of those snobs. I it was like, snobby. It was was it? I, I mean, because you were work. And I just wasn't. I just didn't feel like whatever it was, however awesome it could be. It just wasn't worth. It $15. just wasn't worth fifteen dollars to right, me, I, right? I can dig that. I and he kind of drugged me, kicking <laughs> and screaming. And dude, as soon I swear to God, and there may have been other factors. As soon as they struck their first chord note, whatever it was, and the stage lit up, I was 1,000% on board. Yeah. And for, because what they did for so little, like, it was when they yeah. had the Christmas lights on the front of every amp and, like, everything that so faced the audience. they were still a four-piece. Were they still a four-piece? I don't think Ronald was with them anymore. Oh, okay. I think See, that's, that's, like, they're reinventive. They reinvented themselves. Well, that was later. Three piece. Well, yeah. Well, which I, was right around the anyway. I don't know. Interrupt. But don't. I've seen yeah. I've seen fabulous furry freaks a couple times, but I think I'm not sure about this, but I'm pretty sure this was in Atlanta. You saw this was the masquerade. Masquerade. All right. And it wasn't even close to sold out. Of course not. And it was just fucking amazing, dude. And. Like, I was sold. Like, there was so much, like, audience interaction, and just it just made you feel like you That's were... That's why it's so fun. Right? Yeah. It was just, you were part of the show. Right. And I don't remember if it was that show. Anyway. And back then, it's like, there was this huge line between the artist and the fan, you know? It was like... Right. It was like, oh, my God, they're interacting with me. This is huge. Yeah. But not was, really. Like... Well, not... Not in theory, not really, right. but the fact that they're doing it is huge. Right. Like, they could just play their fucking set and walk away. Yeah. But these guys these gave guys a shit. want the audience to be involved. Have right. you ever, oh, dude, what's the name of the, um, oh, what's that Japanese band? And they all dress up. Oh, uh, um. Milk Banana? No, 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 no. One's yellow, one's blue, and one's red. Show a knife? No. <laughs> Oh, dude, they're fucking genius. Anyway, same kind of deal. They, like, have this bag of tricks. It's this three-piece Japanese punk rock band. Oh, have heard of them. P. Lander Z. Nope. Fucking amazing. Well, Check go. them out. Go right. YouTube now that shit. I feel shit. like an idiot for uh, rattling off the only two Japanese bands in it. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger is, is the one. All but, right. So there's three dudes. Like, they're fucking amazing. Like, the singer wears these crazy goggles, and he's missing, like, all four of his front teeth. And he's just, sometimes he wears dresses, like they're, they're all color coded. They opened? Uh, no. Oh, this okay. is a whole other band right, that right, involved right. the audience. I got Sorry, I went down a little rabbit I'm hole not, there. I'm not so. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> what the Flaming Lips did yeah. at their show, and it was even that Same one. Ish. They, they threw out, and they were basically like white confetti, little dots, bags of white confetti. Yeah. And he was like, this may have been the second time I saw him because I knew when, at that time, at that after that first show, I was a fucking sold. And right. just dove in as deep as I could to everything Flaming Lips. Absolutely. So the next time, they're like throwing things out into the audience into these bags of confetti. <clears throat> and he's like, some of you are going to know when to do this. 
some of you aren't, and it doesn't matter. And some people are throwing it, and some people are not. And they start the song, yeah. And it was one of those flaming lip songs where, at some point, it's yeah. just triumphant it awesomeness. There's this moment, and dude, it was a complete whiteout. It was fucking amazing. That's so funny. It's like, a, it's like Rocky Horror. It kind of was. They kind of took. Did you? Granted, see I've never gone to Rocky Horror, but what? <laughs> What I gather, it is kind of it is very it's audience like, interactive. Hey, let's, yes, everyone knows exactly yes. what we're gonna do, what's yeah. happening in the song, and I think Wayne is kind of like, oh god, he's 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 really a he's really a marketing genius yeah. in that sense that the crowd is singing along anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you incorporate them further into the show? Right, and to me, that's what they are masters of the whole bubble thing. He'd get in the bubble and walk out of the crowd. It's like right. he couldn't do it. He falls down every time, and it's yeah, a pain yeah. in the ass. And it took him like years to figure out how to do it. Yeah, they're one of those. Uh, like I've seen them probably twelve times, yeah. and I've never been bored. And twelve's probably not even that big of a number. But or, that, uh, to me, that's the. I've probably only seen local bands that many right. times. Yeah. So to see them that many. Well, yeah. what, what, what? It's like, I've, I've probably <laughs> seen, I don't know, like maybe six ish. Really? Seven. Okay. Well, dude, all right. So, but I, was, I only paid like twice. Well, the, okay, so the <laughs> first year, the first year I worked Bonnaroo. This yeah, was in like exactly. <clears throat> this is like two thousand two. It was after Yoshimi. Yeah. Right. So it was like whenever Yoshimi fucking was. Yeah. And, and 20, dude, I remember I was on the overnight cover band stage. It was the worst, and there was a Guns and Roses last band of the night and they Oof. were doing the 4am to 5am and the Flaming Lips had been playing like for hours right. and I just remember like there was a moment between <laughs> the Guns N' Roses band coming on at like whatever time, 3 or 4 in the middle of the fucking night and I knew it was just going to be awful for the next 6 hours and there was this moment of silence and they were playing Yoshimi and I heard the whole fucking audience like pretty much everyone that was at oh, from another stage from another stage yeah. far away <laughs> I heard the whole audience go yeah yeah like did that yeah, that, yeah exactly and dude it was worth like that moment alone was enough right. for me to be like fuck yes I love the flaming right. lips I know and they're not even like you know sometimes sometimes a fan base can kill a band that's right um, who am I looking at here? Radiohead. <laughs> who am I looking at here? Well, I mean, you look at bands like uh, Ween. Well, Ween... Uh, here's the like, To me, the difference between the Flaming Lips and the Ween is... I feel the, like the Ween thing happened because of a lack of fish. Maybe. If that makes... Of course it may, makes sense. But Ween's a whole different thing. I know, and, but I know, feel like, like fish fans... And... There's a and lot I've of seen pollination. Fish. I've seen fish. They're great. Yeah. I've been on drugs and watched fish, know. and it was fun. That's all I got for them. I'm not a fan. I don't like their fans. I hate... And look, there is I a lot... I don't of, hate anything, but... There I, is definitely a lot of cross-pollination between and those I felt sorts like, of, like... All right. Well, here's where I'm getting this from. Okay. Is I, in, I think, 2000, 2001... I lived on the other side of Atlanta, and across the street from us were these two hippies that sold weed and loved the Grateful Dead and fish. Yep. And I was 
into whatever. I love music in general, not just two bands. <laughs> and these dudes love that shit. And then I remember one of them was like, Man, you guys, you guys like Ween? <laughs> Ween's really cool. And he started like jamming all these Ween songs on his bass because he's a bass player. And I'm like, oh no. And I just got oh, this secret. Yeah, out. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, oh no. But and that was like right at the time when they started getting absorbed in the hippie culture. But and again, great for Ween. More power to them if that's the reason they're still around. And in fact. They're still around, and they don't record anymore. So they're, like, living off the old shit, which is kind of offensive. How? Mailbox money does not suck. What? Uh, Come on, it's not a, Dude, those guys sit at home and do what they want. I guess at their age, they can do whatever. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But it's like, you guys are fucking creative. They do. They've done it for 30 years, Holmes. I know, you're right. And they probably, hopefully... I don't know why that Hopefully me. they're producing baby bands, like... Good grandfather Honestly, should do. And at the same time, though, you know, uh, like <laughs> when Bob Dylan or Paul McCartney or Paul Simon makes a new album, that's offensive too. So, like, what what is my standard? Like, what, what is what am I offended by? Like, yeah, why are you still making music? <laughs> fucking Jesus, you geezer, you're yeah, so old. Because I, I, I mean, the music is in him, Dennis. I don't know where I stand. I, I yeah, you really. But, but that's great. Yeah. If I was a musician and I had this great catalog of music that everyone already loved, and just because I'm lazy though, I'm lazy. But that's the highest fuck. I'd be like, I'm done. You think about we got? I know. You think about? I'm I'm gonna tour on this shit for for the rest of my life. I mean, look at. I love playing music. Look at Leonard Skinner. Like that is a brand now. I thought they all died on the plane. No, (laughs) they did not all die on the plane. Like many of them lived, yeah. But the keys. But they the stopped key. making music because no. the songwriters were on the plane. Basic, all like all those eighteen, the whatever. <laughs> okay, anyway, as long as there's a blood tie somewhere, they can still call it Leonard Skinner. Is my point. But well, now we're getting into it'll go on forever. Copyright, like branding. It'll get into branding. Exactly. I mean, look at fucking the Beach Boys. But it's like. Three Beach Boys touring simultaneously. They're playing the Black Flag. Playing all Brian songs. Black Flag has like the Black Flag Band. Or oh, one of them's just called Flag. <laughs> Do you remember, um, and those were all like the kind of punters. Do you remember a band called Off? Oh, yeah. yeah. Off was good. Off was good. And those were Keith like. Morris. Yes. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. And the Circle Jerks were one of the first one of those first bands that I really deeply identified with. I was like, this motherfucker's odd. Yeah. Something right it was here. Keith Morris and leaving did, Black Flag to yeah. start another band. Or yeah. I don't know why. I have no idea. I don't know. I was reading Black Flag's history recently. I like I have no idea why there certain people were so many people were into band. it and yeah. certain people left. I don't know any of that, but it sounds like the Henry Rollins era was when they got really weird and experimental. I mean, and I never well, really was, dug it. Well, that was like after. And I love Henry Rollins. I think that was after his friend died. So old Who's Henry, friend? Henry's, Hanks, his friend Joe. Oh, I don't know that story. Yeah, he got shot in front of me, in front of their Oof. apartment. Oof, he was bad, dude. I saw LA him. L.A. or D.C. L.A. I think. Um, uh, dude, I saw him speak, and it was in a place called Six Hundred yeah. East. I love that dude. And it was over there, off where the Beltline runs now, underneath. Like I think it's Ralph McGill. 
uh -huh. this crazy old warehouse space over there, and it was like $3 a ticket. And he sat on a stool and read out of a book, and he'd like read a bit, yeah. and then he'd kind of just talk about it. Dude, it was fucking... No, he's a badass. It was I'm on. not discrediting for anything. No. But I will say that... And dude, he was just raw and on fucking fire and just exactly. angry, but not in like an angry old guy kind of way. Just like, right. why the fuck is it like this kind when of thing? When was angry. that? Oh, dude, it was Ish. early 90s. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, no, you're just angry at that point. Yeah. And Even I seeing mean, him now, I don't think he's like an old guy ranting. <laughs> I just no. think it's a guy that's experienced life. Yes. And I think he has matured a lot, but I did see him at the Roxy and it was like, it turned into kind of a bad stand-up routine. Oof. Alright. And it was well, kind of hard. And I kind of, you know, I wanted to hear like this. And again, I think this is probably a. You want to hear stories? Well, I. I bet he hates that, though. Well, Would you want to constantly tell the same stories I, I get over it. and in, over? In, in retrospect, I think it is all about context. <laughs> where I was when I heard him as a young man. True. And where he was, and where I was as I yeah. heard him as an older man, and where right. he was. So. It wasn't that this is an almost insane person just telling these brutal fucking fucked up stories about just the life that he's experienced. This just wasn't hitting at the moment. And he was just telling, he was telling hard shit, but he was, there was a lot of comedy in there. Okay. And he's funny. I'll give you that, dude. He's yeah. a funny fucker. Well, here's just a little side note. Um, I, you know that comedian Jim Brewer? You know. He was on Half Baked with Dave Chappelle. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Do you know Half Baked? The movie? Yeah. I don't... I've seen it. it it's terrible. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I don't Jim Brewer, he was on it. SNL for years. I Jim don't Brewer. Don't know. I well, don't know. it's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking ruiner. Maybe if I pull up a picture. I don't... That's, why does the image matter? Because if it rang a bell... This guy, he was on SNL, and that's really it. And he happened to get plucked into being on Half Baked with Dave Chappelle, who ended up being a superstar. Right. So he milks that. He milks the fact that he was on Half Baked. Right. I've seen his stand up, and he just talk, tells these dumb stories about being around Dave Chappelle. Like, he, he loves it. He loves telling these stories, and it's fucking pathetic. And that's why I feel like if Henry Rollins is going out there and talking about the Black Flag era of his life or whatever, it's like, that's kind of lame too. But that's why I feel like he's got way more to say. But it, at the time, like, yeah. he, you know, he had, he literally is like, I was in the van three weeks ago and I ride it. This was in the, I ride in the back of the U-Haul. Yeah. In the early nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, this is the shit that he was had been writing in the back of that U-Haul, writing in the dark. Right. From city to city. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, you know, and again, now he's like, he doesn't have to write in the back of the U-Haul anymore, right? No. I don't even know what he, I mean, he's... He's an interesting character. For a while, yeah. I think he had a show on, like... Yeah, he TCM did. or something? I don't know. No, he I'm had a few movies. I was thinking of Rob Zombie. I'm kind of messed up with Dude, Rob Zombie. Dude, how the fuck did he get to the flame? He looks at Henry Rollins. How does that happen? Drugs. Uh-uh. So I did that pause there. Drugs. I gave you a little beat there. Beat. Drug beat. But we don't, 
we don't do drugs. No, and don't do. That's bad. I mean, unless it's alcohol, tobacco, nicotine, caffeine, alcohol, sugar. If it's from the earth, we approve of those. From the earth, it's cool. It's it's great. No, I like the chemical shit too. So, and I don't want to endorse. I don't want to not endorse anything because this whole episode is about rebelling. It is against rules. It is. So uh, I'm not gonna do this. And, but this and, shit's like really, uh, it's really cool right now. Yeah. What about the, the funny movie? Okay, I got one more funny movie. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I got tons. I had went to see <laughs> them this one time in Athens. Word at the like the really posh fucking theater there. The Atlanta theater? I know in Athens. It's like there was like a Georgia Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Isn't the Georgia theater like the? I know it was not. It was on the. It was on the. Um, it was on the campus. It was like one of their buildings. It was like one of the university halls. Oh, I might have seen and the, the I guess are there. The, Any coup. It was real nice. Was it just a big room, though? No, it was like okay. a legit theater. It was big. It was like an old... Like, it was a theater. Right. It had a All proscenium. Right. So, anyway. Anyway. So, we get there. We get our seats, and we're, like, up on the balcony. And mm-hmm. we see these guys in, like... Um, uh, superhero costumes uh-huh. with these boxes and they're handing out things to people okay and we're like what the hell's going on so they come around and they hand us each a laser pointer like wow. a little shitty probably cost a quarter the kind you got in a vending machine still it, it worked for like 10-15 minutes tops right a red laser pointer they gave <laughs> 90% of the audience Use laser pointer. Red laser pointers. Alright, so what that did was it made the audience kind of interact with itself. Right? Like, like before they even came before out. They even before came they out. even and, came out. And I could see that being annoying. Right, but it kind of was, but it kind of wasn't. Right. Like it was this weird sort of different level of interaction. And it was an evening with. There was no opener, I don't think. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. there was no opener. Oh, that's what an evening with means. Yeah. I'm learning. So, like, you know, you'd be like, everybody was kind of shining their little lasers around, like, you'd get a laser dot on your chest, be like, who's pointing that? So it was like this yeah. weird kind of, like, sort of <laughs> yeah, weird interaction like, of the audience. Set. That'd be fun. So <clears throat> the singer Wayne comes out on stage. Is he aware? I'm just, what's that? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Go on. He comes out on stage, and everybody starts to cheer and shine their laser pointer at him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I see all of you have got your laser pointers. He's like, please do not shine them in my face. And I think he's got on glasses and shit. He's like, please, they will hurt my yeah, eyes. Dangerous. He's like, if if you want to be part of the show, now would be the time to put your laser pointer away. And 95% of the audience put their, their turned their shit off. And he said, there's a big screen. There was like a big circular screen above him. Yeah, he's like when that screen and you'll know the song when that screen says five, four, three, two, one you shine the laser pointer right where I'm standing right here shine it right at me and then everybody kind of got their range you know so the show started there was the one dude tripping balls that was just doing the laser pointer on the proscenium wall the whole time and for the most part, everybody left their shit away. Like, it's some like, people did it. Can we find this yeah. asshole? It was, but for thing. the most part, like, it, they let it go. They let sure. it, you know, they let it alone. 
But the moment that it came down to, and it was very obvious that the big screen had literally five, four, three, two, one on it. Right. Dude, he held up like a, like a security, like curved mirror. Like he's put on the oh, corner nice. to see around the parking garage. Right. Above his head. Yeah. And like whatever, 7,000 laser pointers pointing at him and moving at the same time. And being reflected. Dude, it broke my fucking brain. <laughs> it was one of the most badass things I ever saw. Yeah, that's that's kind of... Now that I realize it was intentional. Oh, yeah. That, that, that is pretty badass. Yes. And it's also... I mean, have you heard about his experiment in the... Parking garage. The parking garage. Yeah. yeah, right. And Zakira, I have a good Zakira story, Zarika story too. Yeah, all <laughs> that shit. It's like I get it. This guy's just like he's just throwing out whatever. If it sticks, it's great. It's good. If it doesn't stick, doesn't matter. But I think it's and it's, it's cool as shit. I I think it's it's a lot more all of them than it is just Wayne. Oh like, sure, yeah. Like, I think, but, who knows who cooks up the crate? It could be the fucking but they, bass player. But they have a platform to do that. Yes. The the band collectively, not just him. Right. right. But so, Wayne knows that Steven can write, like... Right. Fucking gold. And it's funny, because my wife feels that um, the whole soft bulletin is just... Um, oh, what's the name of that band? Um, Mercury Rev. The song Holes. Yeah. She's like, the soft bullet is just the, his holes expanded. Well, he produced the album. And I, but he, did he just... Grasshopper, is that his name? I, I don't know. I think that's his name. Has he produced both the soft bullet and Mercury Rev? No, I think he's in Mercury Rev, and he produces Mercury Rev. Right. And but then, like, Friedman produced all of the oh, lip shit. shit. Right. Yeah, we'll have to edit that out. But yes, Friedman. <laughs> no editing. I don't know, dude. That's what I'm saying. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. There is a connection. Because, in fact, I bought um, a couple Mercury Rev albums because I heard that. Mark, I think Mark Dave, Friedman. Dave Friedman. Dave Friedman. Friedman. Yeah. Well, I like that. We're, like, normally I'm like, let me look it up, but fuck it. Hey, fuck it. Who yeah, cares? I don't want to do that right It's now. the guy that produced the Flaming Lips. Everybody has that a produced, Well, that produced... Uh, soft bulletin. Yeah, and he might have done Zarika, uh, also. I think which was a total experiment. I think that was like the second generation of the tape deck thing, and like Wayne says, it was. Yeah, it was basically homeboy Ronald when he left after Cloud's Taste of Metallic. Yeah, they're just like, well, we do like let's just experiment and write. Uh, Steven was just the drummer right. for two albums. He's like, yo. <laughs> like, I got all these songs. I, well, I, mean, I can play more than the drums, yep. and I have a lot more to contribute. And I've met, I know Steven. But you, listen, a, you listen to those early progressions, and they're like, yeah, that's all, it's all him. No, it's all him. Oh, Jesus. It's totally it. The reason Stop Bolton exists is because of Steven. Yeah. Hey, dude. Who did? You're, you're live on the podcast. <laughs> We're live on the pre-tape podcast. <laughs> you're not on speaker yet. 
Speaking of, but uh, yeah, okay. Um, man, can I can I holler back at you in a few? Okay, I'll talk to you. Bye. <laughs> Uh, on a quick tangent, I saw, I, saw, I saw this commercial the other day that was like, I was like, oh, we can, we deliver foods to you. It was like, we can deliver farm-to-table foods to you. Like, deliver. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, okay, farm-to-table, all right, got that. All right, but now it's deliver. Okay, so someone takes that. So it's a farm to table to uh, UPS to front porch to microwave, then to table. to table. I'll give them credit for that. I mean, you know, they literally were bragging about it. Like it's farm to table delivered to you. Like, wow. Yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, I mean, you know, again, it's semantics, marketing. It, or it's, yeah, it's not even like they don't know what they're talking about. They yeah, do know them. Right, absolutely. They're the lowest common denominator. Those robots uh, coach like, the shit out of them. Oh my god, I love farm to table. Holy to shit, that's a fucking to hot topic porch. buzzword. My kid TikToks that. Farm to table to front porch. And this is so dated. Like, I was making fun of this like five years ago, so I feel like an idiot, but. Like, what do you mean farm to table? Like, farm. Dude, that's ancient times. You mean farm to table? It's uh, keeping it at least to the 2020s. Dish, to table, to server, to. The 2020s. What the fuck were you talking about? No, I'm like, I sound so dumb. Okay, hold on, it might be time. Let's look and see what it says. Oh, look, 2958. Look at that, dude. Fuck yeah. I can't wait to edit out those lists. You can't edit any of this. This is, that's part of it. I have to okay, so this is teaching me to self-edit. If you're not from Atlanta, you don't know what is happening right now, and there is yellow everywhere. All over all the things. You oh, just have to swim in the pollen. Is that what you're snorting? I did. It gets I'm me. I'm snorting. I get like a, a week. There's like one week that I'm, I'm just like. It's like they look like little broccolis when they fall. It's adorable. It is adorable. Like, shit, man. Yeah. I want some fucking, uh, fucking broccoli. Broccoli? Big baby dram? Who don't like broccoli? Alright, are we going to make a part three? I don't know. If we do, I don't know. Yeah, we'd probably be here. We'll be here if we do, but... If, if you'll be the first to know. Yeah. Okay, bye. Not the last. No. Second to last? Hmm. Uh, what? Maybe you'll never know. It's a secret. Fuck. Okay, bye. <coughs> All right. Um, so, the Lily... Tom Lynn. I'm going to do a conspiracy thing here. <laughs> <laughs> You take, oh, you got Lily. All right, you take the, the all the capital letters. Take all the capital letters out of Lily Tomlin. All right, you lose your L, you lose your T. All right, now we're on Tim. Tim Allen. All right, he's an actor. All right, Tim Allen. He's got two names. He's got a first name, he's got a last name. We all have this. We all, yeah. I know, you think this is common. It's not. All right, you got Tim Allen. Take out the T, the A. You got, you got an M, and you got a Len. All right. All right, now we're working with. Lynn, Len, all right, Inland, all right, Inland, all right, Inland, all right, who works Inland? Anyone that's on the coast? All right, we're talking about landlocked states now. Here we go. Where is Joel Osteen? Where is he congregate? Where is it? It's Texas, all right? Yeah, landlocked, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't really know. 
All right, but Joel. All right, Joel. Okay. Like, Billy, no, Billy Joel, Tim Joel, we got to, I feel like a psychic here. Like, what's, I don't know what's happening. Austin, like, what is, what a name is that? What is it, what is this guy from? <laughs> I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a Joel, Billy Joel, oh, 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 I'm the piano man. Ha, <laughs> this guy likes Jesus. All right. We got the Tomlin, we got the Allen, we got the Austin, all right. But we got a Joel, we got a Tim, we got a Lily. All right, what's going on here? We're going to work with some letters here. Let's let's just remove the consonants. Let's take the consonants out first. So we got a, I, uh, oh, sometimes Y. Ooh, ooh, this is complex. All right, we're losing the, <laughs> we're losing the consonants. We got a I, sometimes Y, it's a sometimes Y. Oh, what, what are we doing with Joel here? All right. He uh, likes to. He talks about Jesus. Uh, so that Jesus was. Uh, he was on a T. It was a lowercase T. That's a cross. That's where Jesus lives. He's on a cross. He was crucified. All right. <laughs> now to go from there, we got a lowercase T. All right. Well, Tim Allen. You know uh, Timothy. I don't know his real name. He was arrested for uh, arrested for uh, mm-hmm. selling cocaine. Oh, Music, yes. What I'm. Uh, uh, no, oh, he, yeah. ex- he fingered some people. What? Uh, I mean, he narked, but he might have fingered some people too. He was in jail for a while. But <laughs> Tim Allen is—he's uh, got a, his first name starts with a T, all right. But maybe sometimes it's not always capitalized. So we got—there's we, our cross right there. We got a cross. All right. So so Tim Allen might be the president. <laughs> I mean, the king of Joel Austin. I don't know, but uh, we're gonna go look at this. Lily Tomlin, who is actually an open lesbian, could not have had sex with Tim Allen. It makes no sense. However, maybe before she was at it. So, we gotta, let's look at Joel Austin's age. All right, let's look at maybe what. Let's take the numbers of the year he was born in, which I don't know right now, but we'll make up a number. <laughs> It's probably in the... uh, 1971. Let's say 71. All right, those are two numbers. That's a 7 and a 1. All right, you add those numbers together, you get an 8. All right, so now in the 80s. That's infinity. It's infinity. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, 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 he's talking to me. He's talking to me right now. Oh, infinity. Anyway, Joel Osteen's born. Not the car. Not out of Lily Tomlin's vagina. Because, again, like I said, lesbian. So that's impossible. But Tim Allen... This guy gets jerked off in prison while he's in there for cocaine. All right, how many times? Okay, we don't know where the semen's going. Is it going somewhere? Is someone saving it? We don't know. Oh, Joel Osteen. Now we got Joel Osteen. Okay, so. <laughs> You're doing good. So, this guy likes to take money from stupid people that think Jesus exists. And why did he think that? Because he was crucified on a cross. It's a little T. Tim Allen. All right, we're back. All right. So, my theory... What's your theory? Is that Joel Osteen takes money from stupid people. Wait, that's not a theory. That's actually a fact. So, anyway... (laughs) A hypothesis. Yeah, the scientist has not narrowed this down to a hypothesis here. Uh, and they can take the hypotenuse and shove it up their ass because I don't know shit about math. All right? <laughs> I know a thing or two about meth. And God bless this meth. Look at this shit. I really want a cigarette. <laughs> I really want a cigarette, too. That was... I want some fucking tobacco in my fucking lungs. <laughs> and I don't want cancer. 
That was. <laughs> and I think if we put a visual to that, it, it will make even more sense. I, that's five. Minutes. I know that's like. That was like five minutes of. Gold. I know that's like already like you know. Oh my god, I got it. But it's like no. Imagine visual. Yeah. To that, it's like I'm going to take you home. That can be animated. Take you like home with home. Oh yeah, with that, with the meme, you need to NFT it. Yeah, I'm not I'm fucking gonna, tokenized. I'm not gonna fuck with those. Non fungible. To- oh, you should not NFT. Fungible. Fungible. I love fudge. We should like make an anti NFT movement where it's like you literally burn one piece of art onto like a USB drive and then auction it off. But that's pretty much what it I'm NFT sure is happening already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think I don't know, uh, dude. Anyway, that was a good bit. What are you talking about, bit? I believe I believe all this shit I'm saying. This is this fucking is, truth. This is the truth. I do. I, I'm, I, I'm not putting you on, motherfucker. Yeah, this is for real. Well, yeah. Timothy, Lily, Allen. They spawned the the fucking Joel Osteen, book reading, big mouth having. When we when we put this on our uh, on our Instagrams, uh, you're gonna know. You're gonna know right away. Uh, I mean, you already know. Oh, fuck. I'm but sorry. you're gonna know more. I don't know how you know more, but pardon, you're gonna know more. Pardon. Well, is that just okay? So I I kind of been, I've been working on this in my head a little bit. So, <laughs> all right. So Christianity works because people are afraid of death, right? And then some Christian dude was like, "If we make hell a scary place, then everybody will behave." But, again, like, those, how the fuck do they know? And that's, well, the, that's the only tool. If you think about it, if you break all of it down to, like, its basic fucking root and why it works on people, they right. prey on the fear of death. Well, because they don't want to seek out why they know it or not. They just want to listen. Just believe that death is scary and that if you don't behave, you're going to the scary place for eternity. Even right. though It's nothing. less work to just buy into it. Is it? Well, for them. I guess. <laughs> it's fuck. like, oh shit, it's already laid out. All right. <laughs> oh, fuck, I ain't got to think about it? Wow. Cool. Yeah. And I, I totally dig that, and even, and even if I'm a dick, it's cool. I just got to say, uh, I love the lazy side of the hell Marys and what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And Uh-oh. that's why I'm like, oh. I mean, my family's Catholic. So I'm like, you know, I can dig that side of it. It's like, oh, so you can do... Whatever All this wrong want. shit. Yeah. As long as you confess, mm-hmm. love it. Maybe that's where like why I'm such an asshole. That's pretty easy. It's like oh, as long as that's why I'm like big on apologies. Like oh, it's just, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All right, done. Hands are clean. What <laughs> fucked up thing am I gonna do next? Yeah. Because you're not. And it, I, I, I love outs. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe. I feel like we've talked about these topics multiple times. I think we times. have. That's what it's... Do you ever listen to the podcast? <laughs> to our podcast? Yeah, I've listened to two. <laughs> uh, I mean, I might now, but... No, I know. Uh... Yeah. There's some gold. There's some good shit. It makes me laugh. Which, fuck it, I don't... It makes I mean, me laugh. if it was... Yeah. No, I, I don't want to hear, hear myself... At my most uninhibited, I can't even fucking talk. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! The one with um, the one. I think we should expand on this. 
advice. Yeah, if you're going back and listening to the topics, please inform me on, but I'm not going to listen to them. Oh, fuck, I don't care. And we can talk well, about... No, it doesn't matter. If, you, if we're talking about shit, that's what we should I'm be saying, talking about. But I'm saying, we should have someone going back and be like, you've already what? talked about this, so don't... Okay, yeah, so... yeah. Uh, was that an intern, I think they call yeah, them? If They're anybody, unpaid, typically. Just, just, yeah, it, it, yeah I, I would love I, to I, not pay someone to do that. interns want to... How the fuck would that even work? How could you listen do whatever they want. To, this, to our shit and then be here and tell us, hey guys, you've already talked about that? That's called interning. What? You give them college credit. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Well, that's what interning is. <laughs> like, I'll do this fucking thing. But they would have to be here, like, watching us. They don't have to be here, they just have to listen to but it. But someone would have to, we'd have to have them somewhere where they're seeing what we're doing, where they could go, no, you've talked about that already. Where they have, like, little in-ear monitors and they would coach us oh, from afar. That. No, I'm saying, like, someone... Like, how would we quantify this in real time, Dennis? I'm saying someone that gets no <laughs> money from us, because I don't have any, listens to all these fucking things, yeah. and and makes, like, puts in an outline that well, you and I can just kind of glance upon, and be like, shit, we've already about? touched on this. Hey, that's a good idea. See what I'm saying? They don't even yeah. have to be here, yeah, no. let alone get paid. Wow. Yeah. We could make a robot do that. I think a robot could do that, yeah, at this point. So. Yeah, if but I'd rather our, not pay a human, if, if, because that's more degrading. No, no, it's not. I think some people. Would I was like, an intern once. Is the most so degrading thing ever. I'm sure just once. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure one of our nine listeners. Well, it doesn't even have to be a listener. It might, just has to be some nerd that thinks be, doing podcasts have, is a how profession. Else, how else are you going to get somebody unless they listen to this particular what I just podcast? Said. They think this is like, oh, this is the future of broadcasting. I'm not going to. I'm going to study this in school. It's like, no, dude, you don't but have I mean, to study it. Just do it. Yeah, but, I mean, some people have to study it. Sure, you can study all you want. And if you want course credit, <laughs> come to at... I don't even know what the fuck we're calling this. At you, us. D, is, is this still D and the A? At D and the A. Yeah. College credit. We'll make a... Oh, ha- Backslash college credit. Yeah, I'll fix that tomorrow. Hey, can we do like a like a Sally Struthers thing, um, where we mail I, you a bunch of cassette tapes that you have to listen to? Yeah, well, I just love the Sally. Quite Struthers a punch thing. in the face. Now. I know, dude. That's a good I don't want to insult them. One. I know. I just want to get I free know. labor out of them. That's an old joke. Yeah, I, I should just let that one go. I don't. It's I'm a not good trying one, to be though. a dick. I just want to not pay someone to do work I don't want to do. Like, I mean, it's, but it's that's the American I, but, dream right now. I, I mean, I don't know. What the? Like, it's all content. Yeah. Does it matter if we touch up on the same Austin. subjects more than once? Uh, yeah. You're back no, that's Joel. not the point either, Austin. That's not the point. Not repeating ourselves is not the point. The point is... <laughs> Stay away from Joel Austin. <laughs> we already touched on that. We already touched don't, him there. You can't touch things I twice. remember the day the Lord baby Jesus came upon <laughs> me. No, the point is more of uh, free labor. Yeah. It's not oh, about yeah. editing ourselves yeah. or repeating yeah. ourselves. It's free labor. Because yeah. that's how people get experience for some stupid fucking reason. And selfless shame promotion. Yeah. No, I want to milk, like, the lamest parts of industry. Like, oh, you want to be in this industry? All right, go get me coffee. Well, how is that going to further my career? Because it does, because I need coffee. I fucking hate this shit. Well, yeah. And I'm going to milk it. But... Because I like cream in my coffee. It's kind of like Pretty Woman. 
right. You're it, right. You know what? Isn't, fact, isn't like milking it like kind of validating that system? Um, if you exploit as, as someone who thinks you have something to, to well, give them. That is true. But at the same time, is taking a stance again going to change anything? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at now. I was like, <laughs> I'm taking a stand. Are you really gonna take a stand against <laughs> not free labor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, you're gonna change the world, I Andy. Think, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta start somewhere. It does. But it's also gonna end somewhere. But you see, and the end is you. Yes, you see my point. I do see your point, and I agree wholeheartedly. But I'm at this bitter point in my life where I'm like, I've tried to rock the boat in a positive manner, and uh, it hasn't done shit. But it, see, that's just it. Like, I think when you try to rock the boat, you never will. It's when you don't give it's a not, fuck is when you rock the boat. All right, then I haven't tried, but I was like, I don't agree with this. Yeah. And I will not abide by it. But it, now I'm like, you know what? If I just play ball, I'm like, I don't know. And I can move on with my life. Right. So, and that's something it's, that... It's, it's selfish. It took me a long time to figure out was, like, if you just play by some of the rules, it's it's okay. Yeah. And I want to change things. Don't get me wrong. So, think about it this way. If you get us coffee, <laughs> you'll never have to get coffee again. I don't know if I can support that. I mean, I will. Oh, what the fuck? I don't give a shit. Don't you want to stop this? <laughs> don't you want to end this madness? Stop the madness. Stop the coffee getting. And it stops it's and starts fun. with us. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so it's got a funny story here. I forget where the fuck I was. What, like, fucking... I, I don't even know where what event I was at. Uh-huh. But there was, like, a new girl, the runner. And she was like <clears throat> going around taking everyone's coffee order. Oh sure. And she comes like bubbling up to me and goes, "Oh my god, hi! Um, so I'm going to Starbucks. Yeah, why are you excited um, about this? What is your order?" That. And I was like, <laughs> "Large black coffee." And she was like, "Really? I mean, you can get whatever you want, like a frappuccino or a cappuccino. I know what I can get. Or a cafe au lait." I was like, "I just want a large like black coffee and lots of sugar." And she couldn't wrap her head around why I wasn't exploiting this, like, opportunity to fucking cash in on the extra-large frappuccino exactly. like everybody else exactly. was. Exactly. it's like, hey, I don't like... I just it's, want... It's a preference, yeah. A. It's not about this. exploiting anything. Right. It's not about having the biggest, sweetest drink on the job site, either. <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah, like, for like, a moment... I will fire your unpaid ass <laughs> yes. on the spot for saying that. <laughs> right. But it's crazy to think that people actually, that's like a fucking status symbol. Yeah, that is crazy. Right. Like, I, I mean, if I liked extravagant <laughs> shit and was being paid for, yeah, sure, I'd probably get it. But I don't. But I don't expect it. And I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's, it just, I just all seems gross. Yeah. Like, first, like, yeah. And, and, and the, the other half the time you would see half empty sure Ex- right after large. experience yeah yeah you're like seeing these people take a sip and put it down yeah. like why are you sending an intern to get 13 coffee like yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I remember only, I think only once at Bonnaroo as a runner, they made me go get coffee just in the afternoon, just because they saw me, mm-hmm. literally just because they saw me like sitting outside and like, go get us coffee. I'm like, God damn it. That's why out of sight, out of mind is right. the, the way to go yes, as an is. injured runner. Yes. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hand uh, them your phone number and say, I'll be in the van right outside the door. Yeah. Never be seen. Ever. Unless you're an idiot that thinks that industry is going to pave matters. the way to your career. But here's but the anyway. thing. Look, it's all... It, all right, and let me just insert this right here. All right. My personal feeling is the music industry as we know it is never going to come back. As we know it, no. You're never going to see... Which is... You're blessing in disguise. It is huge. You're not, not even gonna, in disguise. You're not going to see gigantic productions anymore. I don't think. Yeah, I think the music world is going to be the most telling. It's going like, to lesson from this whole thing. It's going to be very affected. But it's interesting to see. It's like there's still hit songs. There's yeah. still you know the the kids still get their content. Well, have you seen the? Um, Someone shared this thing. It was basically just talking about like small venues. It was like, yeah, you know, when music comes back. Uh huh. I don't know if we already talked about this. It was like be the middle guy, the little. No, guy. it was like, no, there is no guest list. No, there. Is, you yes, you have to pay full price for drinks. Yes, you have to tip. Yes, you have to watch all three bands play, like that kind of shit. And I was like, I, well, yes, I, absolutely. I mean, local, like, star bar venues. I, I think... Like, they're, why have... No guest list. Well, guest lists are an important thing. And they have been abused. And guest lists are... There, as long as they're not abused, sure. Like, what you, the guest list is for is, like... Number one is... Should be for your family and your friends. Right, that's really it. But I'm saying people showing up that expect this. I'm a little bro. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I want to just hang out backstage see, the band and get free drinks. But that, like, see, no, that's what, over for now, anyway. But here's what happened. That whole backstage mystique mm-hmm. was packaged and sold by Live Nation. That's true. Right? You could buy the backstage experience for extra money. Whoa, whoa. The yeah, that greet, is true. All that bullshit. You got to go backstage. You got to see the fucking crew guys. I never thought of it from a consumer's yeah. perspective. Because I just... Like, did it. Yeah. I already experienced it. But, but I expect it. That's a product. So, I worked for a country wow. artist. And yeah. I forget what the number was of, like, the dollar number of what the VIP package, which was what's called a step and repeat. Yeah. You walk up, put your arm around her, get a photo, you walk away. And they email you the photo. Yeah. And that shit, I never understood, like... The fact that it became a point where they had to call it super VIP. Super extra double So I'm like, wait, so you're saying these people are super, very, Uh, super, very important people. Super, very. Super VIP. That's, and I'm like, what a fucking joke. Hey, man. Like, yes, VIP I get. But now you're packaging this, like, hey. Super, very extra. Yes, exactly. You only YOLO once, bro. Maybe you do. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Man, right, I YOLO many times. It's a, and, and dude, I'm kind of glad that that... that I, Is I that a tagline? I don't think... What? What? Nothing. I'm not sure that the application of corporate mentality to rock and roll 
will ever mesh. Well, no, absolutely not. I just don't. I mean, and, they, and I'm it's coming. Like they tried. Of, I'm coming at it from. Um, I don't know your side of it because you've been in it so long, you don't know the difference. Oh, you can't see the fucking sand of all. Forest of the trees. <laughs> you can't see the forest of the trees, bro. There's a train That's coming. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all that. The ins and outs of like what they're trying to sell people. All I know is when I do it, it's either a job. Or, but I know there's like nerds out there that right. go above and beyond to be part of this experience. Right. I don't know what they're willing to do, but I know it's a lot. I know I mean, it's a lot. Just what I have seen and experienced doing this like again they just marketed and monetized the backstage experience right well and they probably over, year after year like yeah. what do people want more and more yeah, they want to stand on the side of the stage like, so let's fucking charge them for okay them. or but, yeah and even like they can I mean they commoditize it yeah that's right <laughs> it's like commoditize it come on wow. it's like oh that's it people didn't buy that well what do they want this year like yeah. They just go based on, like, what people are interested in. Did we ever... And, and, dude, I always thought it would be great to give, like, an actual... Oh, you want to know what this is like? So... What 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 is, like... What really bad catering is like? What, oh, right, what yeah. It's like, finding a decent toilet is like. What load in and load out are yeah, actually right. yeah. like. Do you really want the reality? You That'd really be hilarious. Know. Like, yeah, you don't really want to know because it's I know. fucking boring as shit. I know, it's like, what? These people are on a bus. Yeah. Like, if it's, but it's not a rock and roll life to them. It's, it's a, a job. Right. It's like that whole <laughs> unknown. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, I would like... My buddy ran the, the meet and greet for the country singer, and he'd call me up, and I'd come walking past them all, and they'd all just, oh, well, you just so interested that... Did you, how you get to meet her? It's like, no. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah, that's... I gotta, At that point, I'm like, take their fucking money. You know what? Whatever you're doing, the same. It's that kind of, it's that sort of mystique that keeps that whole thing alive. That's true. And it is really, it's really like you know, getting a peek behind what you think is the curtain. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of it as from the standpoint yeah. that of working these things, but also not putting anyone on a pedestal, right? But you Which also is, understand what it's like to do the dregs of it all and what, it, like, a fucking 3 a.m. loadout looks like. Right. At, at Which, a festival even if I, but I'm saying, Sunday. even if I didn't do that, yeah. I'd be like, I don't care. Like, these people are not better than me. They don't live this fantasy lifestyle that I admire. Like, I don't care. Yeah, but you... That's just me, though. That is you, and, and that's probably why you were able to do the job you did and be successful at it. Yeah, because I hate... I mean, there was someone... <laughs> Oh, like that next like, uh, music midtown like uh, she was doing like artist transpo uh, and but she would take a selfie with every artist and, like dude that is so unprofessional and stupid like what but, you think the artists care about it but here's the thing like whereas I would have gotten fired for even attempting that yeah when I started that's acceptable now like if you, dude, I well, it depends even, on if the artist complains or not, I guess. It, but it's but a also, different. It's kind of like it's that also, older generation, you know. And it's weird. Well, they know. Right, that's true. That you're right. That's part of the machine. It is part of like, the machine. Like, oh fuck, I'm gonna get picked up by the airport from some kid that might be a not, super fan. But, I don't fucking know. But dude, here's the thing. It's like 
when I started in this at a very, at a relatively young, like 23, 22, 23, 24, you know, again, it was like, you do not talk to anyone unless they talk to you. Yeah. And even if they talk to you, you don't start a conversation. Right. And it wasn't implied. It was straight outright like, no, I don't give a shit what they, unless it's a where, what time or a direct question and answer. Unless they start guess, a conversation with you, you don't... Yeah. It's just courtesy. Right. It has nothing to do with elitism. No. Or even like, these nothing people are better than you. It's like, no, they have a job to do. Right. And they don't give a fuck... No. ...about conversing with the I driver... ...or the fucking caterer right. or whoever. And dude, I would get... I get it. You know, drive from A to B. And right. wouldn't say a word unless they said something to me. Yeah. I get that. But I mean, I just happened to get it, though. Right. If people have this job and don't get it, that's a whole other thing that but can't be controlled. That's also like part of the sickness when you try to apply these corporate rules to something that is unpredictable at best. Yeah, that's true. You have to. But at the same time, like, you know, an artist could. Yeah, well, right. I, like half the fun of rock and roll is the uncertainty of what's going to happen that is next. True. That's very true. Like, what the, fuck's, like, what the, the fucking fuck driver you? spoke to me. Yeah. It's not even about speaking to them. It's yeah. more like... God, yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They, 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 there's no certainty for them. So. And what's crazy, too, is like... And I've driven a lot of people. Like, a lot. I did it for a minute. And... How often do you talk to them? Never. Very, oh, very But again, rarely. even just talking to them is fine. But to... Fucking be like, I want a selfie with you. No. It's like, that's... Never. That's insulting. Never. It's like, you're just my driver, dude. So usually... So your, again... Your first run of the day, traditionally... Like, I worked at Chastain for a long time. And your first run of the day, traditionally, is taking the drivers to the hotel. Right. And that was always a barometer of how the day was going to be. The truck drivers. The bus drivers. Right. Right. Well, it was actually the bus drivers, because the truck drivers were pissed, because they had to fucking back down that hill at Chastain. <laughs> but so the bus drivers that drove the talent in well drove every drove crew talent and usually at Chastain it was two or three four maybe and you know probably a sound guy wanting to go check into his right. hotel room and shower yeah. what, what could be less glamorous yeah. than what you're talking about right now but here's the thing is I can always kind of tell what kind of day I was going to have based on that by, based on their move yeah Right? <laughs> have they been driven to the? Have they been? How are they coming off of an eighteen-hour run? Right. Like, are they late? Like, right. is the tour being managed properly? Are they pissed off? And you could generally tell, like, okay, this is going to be a good day. Yeah, but that's why. Usually, yeah. they are. You know, that's a pretty high level of artists out there. So, nine times out of ten, they were great days. But it's so like behind the scene, like. That's yeah. like four degrees away <laughs> from the artist. Right. Which is wild. But to know that. Right. Yeah. And that stands that I pretty much found that true across every tour. If the drivers are happy, it's a good tour. Yeah, that's interesting. If the drivers are grumpy old fuckers, then some ain't right. <laughs> and that's top down. It's like you'll see it. You'll see it somewhere and you'll see it kinda it infects everybody. But the drivers, they know everything. Hey. And they all talk to each other all the time. Huh. And they know all of you. But it seems to be typically, obviously, the older acts have already got, they've been through it. 
Yeah. Like, they know exactly right. who to constantly hire, yes. who to go through. But the younger acts are the ones, like, oh, we don't, we don't know yet. <laughs> like, Well, I think... Not always, but... Well, the smart younger acts do what their predecessors do. Yeah. And there is, dude, they're second generation. Like, one of the guys that drove our bus, he was second generation. Like, he grew up as a kid. His daddy was a driver. Yeah. So he started driving when he was literally 15 years old and has been driving ever since. Fuck. So it's like, there's these second and third generation dudes that are out there. Right. And you know it. It's crazy. I don't know not to fall into a bus driver rabbit hole, <laughs> but it's, dude, a bus driver can make or break you. It's fucked up. I've been on buses where the, they sucked and caused, the caused, yeah, just like would make fucking drama hmm. and stress and turmoil and just bullshit. And then I've been on, sure, I've been on buses where like you feel like you're in your mama's arms. What? That'd be Josh. And, you know. No, that makes sense. There's guys that do it one way and there's guys that do it another way. But is it them or the way they're treated? I you know, there's so many other factors. There are. I think it is. Or the way. I think it's all of that. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. It's like a good driver just wants. Yeah, you focus on the driving. Right. He doesn't there's give a fuck. no other job. He doesn't give a fuck who he's toting. He knows yeah, that know. whoever it is needs to sleep. And that's what goes back to what I was saying. I was like, as someone going to the airport, picking up a band, it's like, your job is not to be like, oh my God, I love you. Right. I want to boost you. I want to take a selfie. It's no. like, no, just drive. It's like, fucking drive. It's like, what's going through the artist's mind? I just got off a fucking airplane. I have to get my weed. Yeah. Please don't fucking talk to me. I've had my best friends pick me up from the airport. Yeah. And they're like, how was the flight? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Just get me to my destination. Yeah, Jesus right. Christ. I just don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> and that was I did that too. I did airport runs for Monterey for a couple of years in a row, and that was real fun. Well, you just don't talk and keep your head yeah. down. It's really easy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is very trying to. It's hard. You know, it, is, it can be awkward and weird, but you just... I hate when it's one-on-one. I don't care if it's a group of people. Yeah. And, Jesus and, Christ. One-on-one for an hour and a half mm-hmm. after being on a plane? Even if I don't say a word... The tension right. is so thick. Is it? And, and what's weird is a lot of times you would find, you know, most people do want to talk. And I, I let them. I would let them establish. Yeah. You know, you know, it's the same as, you know. Anything else. Sex. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like I want Uber. this to be consensual. It's like it's an Uber. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? So there's right. this protocol in Uber now, like yeah. where if you get in and you want to chat. Right. Well, the, the new partition kind of makes that more difficult. What parti- they have partitions and Ubers? Yeah, like most Ubers have a... Really? Yeah, like an old... tag. It's like a shitty plexiglass screen. Oh. Well, that's yeah. probably because of COVID. Yeah, that's exactly why. All right. God damn it, Fuck. we're at 31 minutes already. I would love that as a driver. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, let's go smoke cigarettes. And as a non-driver. I think we're going to call this a good one. I hate breath. Other people's. Other oh, mine's pretty shitty. Well, hog's breath. That's All right, 32, 11, 12... Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a nice Wednesday. Hey, it's Wednesday. All right, bye. I'll send you my conspiracy about it. Okay.